On tonight's show, we have host of the Confessions of a Single Dog Mom podcast, Shayna Kay. And now for your host, Cool Car. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Kicking It with Cool Car show. I am your host, Cool Car. This is episode 92. We're going up, y'all. All right. Last week I had Brant Moore. He was he is a BMX bike rider. Never had a BMX bike rider on the show, so I brought him on here. Uh, we talked about a lot of things. Talked about sponsorship, how that whole world even works. He taught me a lot of things I didn't know. Um, I didn't really know the difference between the BMX racing, the BMX freestyles, uh, the Olympics, all types of stuff. So great dude. You guys can check him out on Instagram. His name is Brant Moore. He is on Instagram at, I believe it's Brant underscore Moore. I think that's what it is. Yes. But anyway, you can check the last <laughs> episode 91. Everything is in the description. You guys go check him out. He's doing great things. He has his own YouTube channel, which is going nuts. And he was even giving me pointers on mine. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Brant. I appreciate the love, man. A very giving and kind dude. So Go and support him and just check him out. And if you're interested in BMX bike riding, he is your guy. But tonight, I have Shayna Cage. She is a podcaster. So much like what I do, he does, right? But there's a backstory to it. And it's 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 like uh, pinpointing, I don't want to say pinpointing, but she is a voice for single women who are out here in the dating field that are dealing with the bull. That we put them through. <laughs> right? So she's a voice for them. We're going to talk about that. And we're going to have a discussion. We're going to have an open discussion so you can get a feel for what her podcast is all about. Listen, man. I start my show off with prayer. This one gonna, this is going to need prayer. So <laughs> without further ado, I'm going to bring her in with the cool, you know, the cool way with my intro. Like, like how I like to do it. And then we'll dive right in. All right. Let's get it, y'all. I'm at a point right now where I am not allowing anyone in my apartment. Like, particularly men. Like, no, you can't. You can't come over. Um, you know, if you have an apartment, I can. I'm happy to come over there. Maybe we can go to dinner. If you can pick me up at my apartment, that's an option. But no. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to welcome to the show the host and the creator of Confessions of a Single Dog Mom podcast, Shayna Cage. What's up? Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank yeah, you for coming. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, man. Thank you for coming on the show. The locks is popping. I see you. Thank Look you. at it. <laughs> I did it myself. I did this myself. I saved some money. Oh, my God. For real? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got some skills. Well, I know yeah. you into the whole beauty thing and everything too. So yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, where, where's Luke? Luke's right here. He's literally at my feet. Um, I'm petting him. Hold on. Let me let me try to pull up a chair. Hey, pick him up. Something. Show his face. We, we gotta at least just lay our eyes on Luke for like five seconds because he's a part of this story here. There's Luke. <laughs> there is the child. Luke is your <laughs> child. <laughs> dog mom <laughs> that's what's up yeah so he's right here he's my little sidekick always around yeah so so that's your child now do you want children totally yeah, yeah. totally okay cool, cool i want i want at least one you know okay. all right I'm, I'm gonna put luke in his bed hold on luke, go get your bed go get your bed go go get your bed Look like man, it's time to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I want a, at least one. Um, twins would be good. Yeah, get it, get it, one and done, one and done. Get your two out the way, so you don't have to deal with all the labor and stuff like that. <laughs> right. So listen. Okay. So I like to start my show off with a prayer. We got to give the man his just due uh, first and foremost. So, all right, you okay with that? Correct. 
Yeah, let's I do it. Okay, cool. Let's do it. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we just thank you for bringing us together. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we just thank you for this time, for these moments, for these conversations and discussions. Lord Jesus, we pray and ask that we get enlightenment. We pray and ask that we get knowledge and truth. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for just allowing us to be here and express ourselves. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus eloquently heavenly father lord jesus we just thank you for just guiding us and loving us lifting us up shining a light down on us we just give you all the victory all the glory all the love all the praise in your name we pray amen 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 so we're on here to talk about you you are the podcaster all right bringing light to your new show confessions of a single dog mom podcast now we're gonna go into that but i want a backstory i gotta get the backstory on you all right, because I know that vlogging is nothing new because you used to do like beauty and stuff. Like, okay, first and foremost, where are you from? I'm okay, so it's, it's complicated because Take depending time. on who I'm talking to, <laughs> I might be from two different places. So I was born in LA. Okay. Um, I'm talking to somebody from LA, I will say that I'm from LA. Okay. Um, I was raised in Vegas. Um, I went to school there. I graduated there. Um, but my family is, um, you know, both in California and in Vegas. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Now, so you started out doing beauty and hair videos, vlogging, right? I got a question about that. I got a question about that. And this, and don't take this any type of way because I'm asking this for, for, for women. Inquiring minds want to know. Um, and there's people that are dealing with these, these things that I'm going to ask you about. So did you start doing videos in hair and beauty because you grew up playing dress up, you loved it, you like looking good, whatever, or was it a self-love thing? Did you lack self-love and you were trying to make some discoveries or question or I got another one, okay. three part question, choose one <laughs> or was it to relieve stress? Was it to pamper yourself? Was it to take you out of your day-to-day -day grind and say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna pamper myself and I'm gonna share this with people. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And I, I like that you led with that. Now, it's, it's none of the above. Okay. So here's my thing. Um, you know, growing up um, and just like even now, you I hear so many women say like oh your hair is so nice but if i wore my hair natural like you know i i wouldn't be able to do that mm -hmm. and that really upsets me because we were born this way we were born with our hair in its natural state so our hair wasn't you know naturally we weren't born with our hair flat iron yeah we weren't born with our hair like you know in any in any type of style we were born with our hair in its natural state and so i've always been one to embrace that um, and so I've heard, I've heard it all, you know, and I just, what, what, what hurts me the most and what, what makes me, um, really want to share, um, my knowledge and, you know, whatever with, with people is that, you know, you should love your natural hair too. Um, so I've, I've always been one to be like, if, if someone were to ever stop me and be like, Oh, like your hair is beautiful, but I'd never be able to pull that off. Or if I'm talking to someone and be like, you know, not everyone's meant to be natural or not everyone should wear their hair right. natural. What does that mean? Yeah. That's how we were born. So I think that's the, the gap that I wanted to fill. And okay. that's really why I started. So, um, so you're basically trying to make these women self-sufficient and, and taking care and caring for their hair pretty much, right? And, and loving their natural hair. And yeah. loving their natural hair. Okay. And, 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 and coming up with, with great styles for their natural hair. Cause some women just don't know how to do hair. True. Be real, true. you know, and then they may not want to go spend the money to go to the hairdresser. So they are looking like what they're looking like and they make those comments to you. So it's expensive. Yeah, it's expensive. So there's always more behind the story and there's always more behind the comment. It's like, okay, I can't take care of my hair, but I can't pay for my hair. So must be nice type of thing, which I, I hate that phrase. <laughs> I hate that phrase. So you took to making these videos and... Have you stopped making those videos? Because I know you've moved on to podcasting, but. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I started when my hair was really damaged. I did the big chop on, on um, my channel. And I just it just got to the point where it was too much. It's very time consuming. And it's a huge commitment to 
do your hair on camera, um, have it like, you know, your makeup right, your hair has to look right. If your right. hair doesn't turn out right, it's like literally a wasted video. Right. Um, and then after you do all of that, editing the video, and, you know, doing all of this, having a full-time job, being in school full-time at the time, yeah. um, was not something that, that I could do. Um, and I, I didn't feel like I was, I was doing my best work doing it. So I, I wanted to find something else. Something else. But let's, so let's be clear to everybody though, you didn't move right into podcasting. No. There was a lull in that. You, you, you're coming out of divorce, right? We could, we could talk about that, right? Sure, yeah. So, so you're coming out of divorce. You, you moved from Vegas to Texas. So I, yeah, I moved from Vegas to Dallas and I was there for 10 years, oh, uh, yeah. 10 great years. Okay. Um, moved out there with my sister and then, you know, met a guy, that whole thing. <laughs> met a guy, fell in love, got married. And, and now you're here. Uh, so now, as far as the podcasting is concerned, and I and I spoke about it in the intro, you, you kind of a voice for women who are single and out here dating and dealing with the bull and whatnot. Like you know, you I played the uh, the excerpt where you're saying I'm not inviting guys to my home anymore, type of stuff. So everybody can relate to that. All single women can relate to that. It's you know you're on the fence. Like, do I invite them over? Do I go? Do I go over? Because either one could be dangerous. You know, but what do you do? Because you want to meet somebody. Somebody seems like a great guy. Mm -hmm. You know, you get behind closed doors and not so much. So what do you do in that situation? So you're the voice and you create this podcast. Now, was the podcast created out of feelings and emotions that you're going through and you need to get them out and you don't, I won't say you don't have anybody to talk to, but is it a, is it, is it therapy for you? Is it a way to just express yourself on all the things that you're dealing with? You're embarking upon a new chapter in your life. This is new 10 years yeah. out the game, right? Well, I won't say yeah. 10 years. I don't know if you're married the whole time, but several years. years yeah. Okay. So several years out the game, this is brand new to you and you are living in where now you're in a new city. Jersey. Yeah. Right. So you're in a new city, you're a dog mom, you're single. And trust me, I lived in the tri-state area. I know what it is out there. It's <laughs> it's crazy. All types of opportunities, but you got to be careful, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So you're doing the podcast. Is it is it a way to basically deal with you know? Is it therapy? Is it, are you dealing with anything by doing the podcast, or is it just like the hair care? You want to be a voice for women who are dealing with stuff because they're not dealing with it as well as you're dealing with it. Um, yes, and we'll see. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm on episode eight right now. Okay. Um, so I think it, I think I'm in a little bit of a warm up phase. Um, like my first few episodes, I was very timid. I was very shy. I didn't really know how, like, you know, I had an idea. Mm -hmm. I knew that I wanted to, yeah, be a voice. I knew that, you know, I'm an open book. I'll literally meet a stranger on the street and be like, yeah, so I'm getting a divorce and like this happened. I, I, I have always been this way. So yeah, in that sense, I do want to be a, vo a voice for people because I think that things like divorce and things like separation and, you know, moving to a new city and state, those are things that um, scare people. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it, it might scare me, but you know, this is where I am. And so yeah. I can't, I can't be scared. I have to get money. I have to like, you know, move on with my life. So Again, I've never shied away from that. So yes, I want to be a voice. Um, I want to do that. But also, here in episode eight, in season one of my podcast, I'm still figuring out um, how to navigate, you know. Um, yeah. This and, and are you still figuring out who you are in this journey, this new journey? Because, I mean, being in a relationship is a totally different thing than being a single woman, maybe wanting to date, don't know who to trust type of thing. You know, the thing is about me discovering who I am, I think that's kind of what drew me and my ex-husband apart. Mm, um, I okay. learned a little bit more of who I am you and up a what bit. I want with my life. Yeah. And you know, we, we got together, um, I was 21 years old. Okay. And so I, I never fought him or, or me, you know, I, I really just say we moved way too fast, way too young. Yeah. So as I got older, I'm 33 now. Um, I did. I learned who I was. And I mm -hmm. feel at this point in my life, I do feel very comfortable in who I am. So I, I you know, I maybe 10 years from now, that would be th this would be different. But right now, I feel like I know who I am. Um, and it's just finding someone 
or not not even finding someone. Um, just kind of being comfortable in this space and yeah. accepting my life and the people who are in it. So you so you grew up and grew apart. Exactly. Much. No ill will, no ill feelings. Just grew up, grew apart. Did what was best for each other. Sorry, it's my dog. No, it's all uh, good. Yeah, no, like not anymore. Not right now. You oh. know, my my divorce was final on August fifth. Um, probably like you know the time in which we were actually doing the divorce and when I was moving from Dallas. Yeah, that was very stressful. That was very okay. complicated. But no, at this point, literally wish the guy the best. Um, hope he lives his best life and you know all that. Okay. Cool. Well, I got a little excerpt of uh, one of your episodes. I don't, I'm not real sure which episode it is, but it's you talking about finally being divorced and how you feel about it. And then we're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And then we're going to give the viewers a little taste of what you talk about on your show. We're going to have a discussion, right? Let's dive in and let's do it. <laughs> but uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to play a little excerpt from her podcast. She's talking about her divorce. Check it out. I, as of August 5th, 2021, am officially divorced. I couldn't wait to say that. I could not wait to say that. I've been waiting. I've been waiting to say that. I'm officially divorced. Um, it feels good. I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't... Um, I know it's. it might be weird to hear somebody celebrating the fact that they've been divorced or whatever, but... Um, I mean, I guess it's just kind of like one of those things where you just have to kind of be in the shoes to understand, like, there is no salvaging that relationship. It is completely over. So the the, the marriage was just one extra thing that was like keeping us connected. Um, so the fact that we are no longer connected, like, I mean, anymore, um, is just fantastic, you know? And so definitely I'm celebrating that for sure. How do you feel about that? I, I, that's how I feel. Yeah, because feel I good. think that I had been quiet for so long. And with with my silence, I think it left room for a lot of people to be like kind of to have hope for, for yeah. that relationship. So I was, you know, I went on to say that there were so many people who were just like, you know, have you talked to them? Are y'all like, and it's like, right. no, like it's over. And so it just felt really good to say it. Um, because I had been wanting to say that for so long, um, but I, I didn't want to do it until it was final. <laughs> it's funny how people on the outside are hanging on longer than you are. <laughs> exactly what was going on there. Yeah, it was, it was over. They're yeah. hanging on longer than you are. They're making their assumptions, you know, <laughs> but you just got to come out and say it. So it, yeah. what's crazy is um, I want to talk about Luke. We talked about Luke earlier, but Luke in the situation, a lot of people don't think about this, but animals can turn into a situation where like like children when you're splitting like who who gets the dog who takes the dog and i heard you talk about you saying hey i was just gonna give him the dog and then i doubled back and i was like no i'm taking the dog like how does that even work do you think you made the right decision I, obviously you did but just speak to that yeah i i do i feel like i made the right decision and it's weird because you know it started out where we got the dog together we got Luke mm -hmm. together but it was very much like he was driving that like okay. I was I was perfectly fine without a dog you know I was in school I was doing all kinds of stuff so um in the early months of Luke's life I was like this is your dog you know you gotta walk him I ain't gonna be doing too much of like yeah help train him and then something changed to where like you know that's my boy and um yeah I I didn't I don't think that anyone could raise Luke better than I can um, I think I, you know, we, we have our own routine together. Um, if, if something were to happen, if Luke were to get scared, he'd run to me, you know? So right. I just, you, dogs sense that. They yeah, sense who, um, who their person is. Oh, yes, And indeed. I think, you know, again, nothing against him, but I'm Luke's person. Yeah. Now, so I'm asking that because in a lot of situations, you know, one person would be like, you know, take the dog. I don't want any memories of you. I don't want anything that's associated with you. Was it that at first? And then you doubled back and was like, nah, you know what? Luke is mine. Luke is my boy. Luke is like my child. Did you have anything going on like that? No. The reason that I, uh, the reason that I didn't want Luke at first is because I just felt like I didn't have time for him. Okay. Um, dogs are so much responsibility and having dogs, 
having a dog like as a single person, you know, um, with really like no help, it means that, you know, you have to really be on a schedule um, for them because it's not fair otherwise. It's not fair to him for me to just be out here willy nilly like, oh, I'm going to go yeah. here, I'm going to go there. I have to be home like breakfast, lunch, and dinner <laughs> for him. Yeah, you know? pretty much. It's a, it's like I didn't a child. Want that responsibility at first. Trust me, I got a I got an old dog now who's on his way out, and I'm I'm just a t I'm a caretaker, for real. <laughs> like I gotta follow his schedule. I have to adjust to his abilities, his his anatomy. Like you know, this dog is man. It'll switch up. You know, you know when they need to go out. His will switch like the wind, and I oh, got really? stay on. Yeah, I gotta stay on top of it because he's so old. He'll just do it in the house. Like he. Wait, how old is he? He's 14. Whoa, okay. Yeah, so, so is he like kind of, do we know? Are we are we sure that he's on his last? Oh, yeah, he has cancer. Oh, he has cancer. He has well, cancer. Not... His oh. bones are, are degrading. He's not, oh. yeah, calcium is down. Uh, bone marrow is down. His face is sunken. He's, yeah, he's on his way out. Yeah. He That's has, a, so he has a lot going on. But yeah. I'm keeping him comfortable. He's he's you know he's on med. He's a pill popping puppy. You know I got him doped up. <laughs> yeah, they have to go out comfortably. That's that's what they deserve. Yeah. He he's snapping at me. You know what I mean? Like I think he has dementia too. I really do because I wake him up. Huh? Dogs can get dementia. I don't know what the hell they can get, but he, it seems like he has dementia. <laughs> Listen, I will wake him up, and he his eyes are just glossed over. And he'll start snapping at me because he doesn't know who I am. And then he'll come to, you know, he comes to his senses and he's like, oh, it's you. And he'll say, <laughs> so I literally have to pick him up by the back of his neck and kind of, you know, control his head because he's he'll, he bit me in my lip. Get out of here. Yeah, he bit me in my face. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. So oh it, it's a lot, man. It's a lot. You know, it's, it's almost like he, you know, I'm a caretaker. I really am. I got to run behind him. I got to keep him outside more, keep him in his crate. It, it's just crazy, but you know you love him, you owe him that. I've had him since you know he's one years old. You know what I mean? Can't yeah, give yeah. up on him, but yeah. hey, he he's he, he's on his way out, man. But he lived it. So, so here's what happened. So you know Luke's three years old. So yeah. I don't. I, I hopefully I'm, I'm far from that point in his life. But I um I rushed him to the emergency room like maybe a month or two ago because mm -hmm. he was doing all kinds of crazy stuff. I didn't know what was going on. And this emergency pet vet or whatever, it was kind of like a shared space so everyone's dog who had an issue like you just you saw what was going on and so oh, i saw wow. there on life support the er and they were in bad shape and it was just heartbreaking to see the owners just like at their bedside like literally waiting for them to yeah. you know make their next move or whatever so that that really scares me and so i'm i'm really sorry that you're going through that but i know you said your dog has has lived a good life so. oh yeah he lived yeah. a good one, man. He lived a good one. Like when he goes, it's not gonna be unexpected. You know what I'm mean? saying? Yeah. Like it's gonna hurt because he's like, you know, he's like he's my child pretty much. But it's not unexpected. He's lived a good one. I'm nursing him. I'm here with him every day. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm seeing the the decline, all that, and that's one of the reasons why I got out of uh, veterinarian science. I was a major a veterinarian oh, really? major. Yeah, so I, I wanted to be a vet, and I was like, you know what? Nah. I don't want to see that every day. I don't want to operate on them. I don't want to see them hurt. I don't want to see them dying. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I had to let that go. And, too, like, with vets, like, I feel like I kind of always fault them unfairly because there's just so much about dogs that they're, we're never going to know. Yeah. And just like, you know, with any animal. So, oh, yeah. sometimes vets will just be doing the best that they can and they'll they'll maybe diagnose your dog with this. But, really, you know, they're, they're, they've been to school, yeah. but they don't always know. You they know? don't so, always know, yeah. Like I like my dog might not even have cancer. Something's going on with him though. Something's going on with him. Like his gutter get bloated. Then he'll get real skinny. It'll get bloated again. It's turning colors on the bottom. Like it's crazy. He got some. He got a lot of stuff going on inside. But you know, like I said, he's popping pills and we staying prayed up, <laughs> keeping him comfortable. Yeah. Yes, indeed. But um, let's get into this discussion. I want to talk about. We're going to talk about marriage, right? Okay, so we won't say you had a failed marriage. We'll say you grew apart. You, you know, you it moved too fast. It just wasn't to be, right? It wasn't failed. But I'm pretty sure you learned a lot of things that you can tolerate, what you will tolerate, what you'll compromise, what you want, what you don't want, right? 
Let's talk about that. I want to talk about how do you, what what makes a marriage go awry? You know, if it's not cheating and fidelity and stuff like that, and you're growing apart, can you speak on that? If you don't want to get too personal, you don't have to, but just kind of give some insight on that. And then me, I've been married for 14 years. I've never cheated, never have any infidelity, nothing like. Trust is out there. Communication's out there. Well, she'll tell me sometimes my communication sucks, but for the most part, we talk. Um, we talk everything through. Um, try not to go to bed angry at each other, type of stuff like that. Um, I'm a selfish person. I am. I'm a creative. I don't know if you know. I don't know if you can relate at all. You seem oh, like you're a creative person, right? So, creative people sometimes we have to be unapolog- unapologetically selfish because creativity has no time and no limit. And when it hits, it hits and you have to just lock in yeah. and be unapologetically selfish, right? And I can be unapologetically uh let's just keep it at that. Selfish. <laughs> right? Selfish. So, I understand that. I, so, I know what you mean by that. Yeah, so but but not it's not about me right now. I want to talk about you. And let's talk yeah. about let's talk about how marriage is just you know, they go and you, you, you end up where you are now. You're happy. You don't regret anything. It's just a life. It was a lesson that you learned. You got married early, grew up, grew apart. Talk about that. And then we'll jump to my situation. And I want to talk about how I sustain it, how we sustain it and what I think works and what could work for more people if they would just keep it simple type of stuff. So let's speak on that. So, um, a few, two two things that I'm really thinking about, and you know, first I have to acknowledge that as a as a, a 33 year old, well, I'll, I'm I'm sorry, I'm 32. Oh. I'll be 33 <laughs> in a few weeks, but as as a really honestly, as a 33 year old woman, um, I'm finally just realizing, um, maybe for the past few years, how important therapy is. Okay, um, I have for the past few years really struggled to find a really good therapist that I feel like understands me because at, like you, I feel like I, I too am selfish. And I, the moment that I sense that someone doesn't get me or someone's not on my same page, even if they're a therapist and they're really trying to help me, I'm like, gotta go, yeah. you know, and move on to the next one. So I say that to say that I think that having someone who is not your significant other, because the way that he and I went into it was just like, we're best friends. We're besties. We're going to do everything together. Like me and you, me and you against the world. Yeah. And that's great. But what happens when I get pissed at him? And what happens when he gets mad at me? You know, we yeah. married so young, got married together so young that we really didn't know how to communicate with each other. Okay. And so, you know, kind of like you said, going to get bed mad or not going to bed mad. We would always go to bed mad. Because <laughs> there was like always something going on. And then, and then and then your mind would race, right? You'd come up with shit that wasn't even going on. Right? Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Making up stories. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so um so that's one part. And you know, if you have questions about that, like let's let's dive into that. But also, um I think, you know, I said therapy for two reasons. Therapy brings a lot out about your childhood. And I think that I have to acknowledge about myself now as an adult, you know, the things that I maybe could have done differently as a child, but maybe like I grew up very shy. Um, And so now I'm super outspoken, so outgoing, can talk to anybody and everything, but I was not always like this. And I don't think I got like this until about maybe seven or eight years ago um, until someone actually sat me down. It was one of my managers at my job, sat me down and was just like, loosen up. You know, like what's going on, you know? So that's really like kind of what taught me like, dude, I am grown now, yeah. you know, I don't have to like, who am I? Why am I being so reserved? Who am I doing that for? Yeah. I'm adult now. So like kind of that transition, I don't think went as well for me. So um, entering into my adulthood with another adult who um, was also kind of maybe going through those same things. Mm, um, okay. We just, we didn't have it figured out. We didn't know how to talk to each other. We didn't talk to each other. And, um, Wow. Yeah, that was what was going on. Okay, so that so that that's like magnets, pretty much. You pushing pushing away from each other. You are going through the same stuff, got the same polarity, right? And you're pushing pushing away from each other. So, all right. So, but what I get from that is, don't marry young, 
Go live your life and hoe out. <laughs> well, <laughs> I fully agree. I fully agree with that. You know, I, yeah, in so many words, in so yeah. many words, yeah, like you, yeah, because cause I, I have friends, I have friends from high school who, you know, several years ago, we were like 25 at the time, you know, 25, 26, 27, 28, and they were still making child, young boy decisions and young boy mistakes because they married young. They married young, right? And they didn't live their life. And they were out cheating because they didn't do all the things that they had desires to do. So they figured, you know what? I'm still going to do it, but I got vows over here with this woman. And I guess that didn't matter, right? So they're making all these mistakes and doing all this stuff. And their their home is like in upheaval. And I'm just like, man, I, I get it. Because when I was young, I lived, right? My my twenties, my, my early twenties, I lived and I started young. I was pretty much on my own since so I was fourteen. I was partying with 18, 19, 20 year old women when I was about sixteen. You know, whatever, doing whatever. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying any I'm not saying that to brag, I'm not saying that's the right thing to do, but I'm just saying I lived. And it came a point in my life where I think I was about twenty three, twenty four, maybe twenty five, I don't know. And it just, I got I was over it. I was over it. And, and a lot of men that age aren't over it. They're just beginning. And they're probably already in a relationship, a serious relationship. And they're making the mistakes. Well, guess what? I'm not going to make those mistakes because of basically how my mother raised me and my value, my core values and what I believe in and God and all that. I'm not going to make those decisions anyway. But I get it. You know, if you haven't lived that and you got those desires and you see your friends doing it and you're young, you're like, why not? I'm going to go do it. But I was over it. I was done. I felt empty. I even told my, I was telling some of my friends, I'm like, man, I feel like a little woman. <laughs> Cause you know, women will be like, I feel empty inside. It don't mean anything. But I really felt like that. Like I'm out here doing whatever. And I, it's not mean anything to me. I'm wasting my time. And I feel like, you know, of course, intercourse is, is spiritual. You're taking a piece of that person's energy and spirit with you. And that's real. You know what I mean? And I felt that all on me. It was just swirling. I was like, yo, this is not for me anymore. Like, yeah. I'm past this. I need something that, that means something. I need love, right? So, um, yeah. After that, I was good. So, you know, here I am. I'm married 14 years. So, let's talk about what sustains. Well, what sustains for me and us, right? Number one thing is, for us, is don't change what got you to the point to you want to say you want to marry this person. Why could, but, but the thing is, society will make people change. Society and parents, right? And family okay. mm-hmm. will make people change. Pressure will make people change and switch up. Oh, I got to be the man now. I got to provide. I got to go hard. I got to do this. I got to do that. Yes, you do, right? You got to provide, but it's it's a union. So you're not in it alone. Let Take that pressure off you because pressure busts pipes, right? No, no man, no woman can withstand pressure 365 days out the year of, oh man, I got to be the man. I got to provide. I got to get this. I got to get this. I got to get this promotion. I got to get this big house. I got to do this. I got to do that. 365 days a year. No, come together. Don't change a dang thing and get it together. You know what I'm saying? Because go ahead. So I'm just, what it sounds like you're saying that men have to, Except that vulnerability is something that you'll just have to go ahead and it's it's real in marriage. You have to kind of vulnerability is a strength. Yeah, vulnerability is a strength, and it's 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 uh it's something that will sustain the marriage. If you if you got all this pride and you want to be macho and I'm gonna be this, I'm gonna be that, and I gotta be this, and I gotta do that, and somebody you know the church is telling you how to live this way and. Your, your father telling you how to live this way and you got to do this and you got to get this promotion this and that. Yeah. You're, you're going to fail. You're going to fail because now you're a robot. It's mechanical. It's not fun anymore. The love, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't even focus on love because it's so much goals and, and, and being slave driven in your own marriage by outside pressures. You take that anim- you take that animosity towards those pressures and that frustration out on your spouse, out on the people you yep. love. Trust me, you do. Because we do it every day, just coming home from work frustrated. And you got to, you know what I'm saying? And you got to catch yourself. So 
No, man, don't change anything. I tell anybody, anybody young getting married, I tell them, listen, man, don't change anything that you guys had going that got you to the point to say, I want to marry this person. I want to spend the rest of my life with this person. Why are you going to switch up? Keep it light. Keep it light. Keep living. Keep loving. Keep having fun. Keep taking them trips until them children come in. <laughs> until the children come in the picture and you're like, oh, hold on. We got to, you know, recalculate things and figure out how to take trips with these children now. You know what I'm saying? But for, but for real though, keep it light. Keep it fun. You know, you're going to, you're going to butt heads, of course, because it's, you never stop learning the other person. You never mm-hmm. stop learning no one can sit up here and say oh i know her wholeheartedly from top to bottom 100 no you don't because we all change with age with experience with wisdom mm-hmm. our wants our de- desires our needs we all change and if you if you're yoked with a person and they get you they really get you and you guys are on that spiritual plane too and now everybody don't believe in god i get it but man you gotta believe in something that's going to keep yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? You got to believe in something that's a stronger, higher power than yourself that's going to keep you leveled, uh, uh, rooted, grounded, you know what I mean? Just just mm-hmm. whatever, right? So you got to be there first and foremost. And and I'm not saying that because I don't go to church anymore, right? Okay. Don't go to church anymore. Church is too commercial. Even like virtual church? Is this like since Corona? Or this is? No, this is this is for years now. No, but let me tell you, let me tell you. So I don't go to church anymore, right? It's too commercial for me. And I'm not saying every church is, but it, it's like like mega churches and church and religion has become popular. It's like pop yeah. culture now. You know what I'm saying? I don't need all that. I talk to God every day, all day, multiple times a day. Not when I want something. I'm just giving him his praises like we did on the show, right? Yeah. I got a spiritual strong relationship with God. I got a personal relationship with God and I'm there. I teach that to my children. My wife is there. You know what I'm saying? But I will say this. The only reason I will go back to church is to get my children rooted. Just give them the core values and the core teachings of that. And then when they get older, they can decide what they want to do as far as how they want to, you know, continue maneuvering through that, you know, they want to keep it spiritual. They want to get into religion, whatever they want to do. At least I gave them the core values by putting them in the church, you know what I'm saying? And just group yeah. them like that. So that's the only reason that I would go back, but no, I don't go to church. I got a personal relationship with God and my wife is there. And the, I'll say this too. Don't pressure your spouse, significant other, boyfriend, whatever, girlfriend, wife, husband, don't pressure them to go to church or to be as spiritual. I won't say that. No, not as spiritual as you are, but as outspoken and vocal with it. Because I'll pray all day and I'll pray with 50 people or an arena full of people. You know what I'm saying? I'm not shy about it. One bit. I'll pray for everybody. But my wife, not so much. She's not as vocal, but but she's still there with me. And I'm not going to try to force her to be like, babe, you got to, you know, no, but just be there with me. And we're there. You know what I'm saying? So, so go ahead. So I want to, I want to make a confession. And so, you know, that, um, not to, not since we were just talking about church, but you know, a segment of my, my show is that at the end of it, I, I always make a confession and, and I try to keep it something that really no one knows that mm-hmm. I'm just revealing to, to everyone. So really, since you said that, I thought of something. And so my confession is that in the past I've been guilty. And this is something that me and my ex um, had talked about. He always liked to skip praise and worship. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like, he's like, I don't like going to praise and worship. Mm-hmm. It's so annoying. Like, it's like 20 minutes of just, you know, people being all extra. Yeah. And to be honest with you, praise and worship is kind of like the main reason why I really enjoy going to church. I okay. love that feeling. I love the energy. I love to like sing the songs. I love yeah. the rhythm. I love that. Yeah. You know, I can do Bible study at the house. Yeah. I can do everything here at the, at the house, but there's nothing, I feel there's nothing like that energy. And, you know, growing up in church, I was like mm-hmm. praise dance and the choir and stuff like that. So that has just really stuck with me in my adulthood. So I think, I could honestly just do church just for praise and worship. 
and then yeah. dip out as soon as they start preaching. <laughs> Listen, I'm there with you. I could definitely do that too because it's it's powerful. It's magical, right? Mm-hmm. And so here's the thing with me. I grew up Baptist with mm-hmm. all the stomping and ah and ah and all that. I can't do that anymore. Uh, I, I well, listen. When I do go to church, I go to non-denominational. They they sing folk songs or whatever you want to call it. Like Montel Jordan is like the the choir. Actually, he's a he's a pastor now, but he was like the choir director. Not even choir director. He was the director of music. Let's say that because not a choir. Um, but yeah, but it's just like worldly music, good, heartfelt, godly music. It's still good music too. I yeah. Think. Yeah, and it just takes you there. And I'm telling you, it's like, it's magic in the air. The energy in there is crazy when, when that is going on. But then they get to preaching. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, at least. Sometimes it's a little too extra. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't do all the hollering and the Holy Ghost and all that. Because I think a lot of that stuff is... Come on. Yeah. I believe in the Holy Ghost. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of people be faking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of people a lot of people put on the show for it. And I'm just not about the antics, so... Yeah. But yeah, um, where was I at with mine? Um, I just say don't change anything. I say, oh, let me say this about our, our marriage. I've never given my wife, first and foremost, you have to, I'm going to say a few things, but you you got to build up to that, right? Because I can say all day, oh, it's great. We do this, we do that. But you got to build up to that. A lot of it is earned, Right. I've never given my wife, i never given my wife an inkling of a doubt to, to, to basically doubt me or giving her a reason to doubt me or giving her any reason to think that I, I would step out on her or giving her any reason to think that I would do something with some other woman, right? So what that does for me is that trust factor is there. So there's no side eye, there's no wondering, there's no nothing. So you know me entertainment business i've been in the music all that modeling acting still act whatever right i meet a lot of people i network don't like to i don't really like networking with people i don't like social crowds i'm cool and can talk to anybody and i'm very outgoing and quirky and crazy right but i'm a i'm an introvert i like to be by myself but when i have to get out there and do it i do it but here's the here's the number one thing fellas i will tell you this if you have the trust of your woman this is how you keep it Yes, you're going to mingle. Yes, you're going to network with women. Get the woman's number with good intentions that you're going to work and do business. And then tell your woman, hey, babe, I just got such and such number. This is why. This is what we're going to do. This is what she does. This is how we can help each other. This is how we can benefit from each other. Boom. So if there's ever a time where my wife walks in and I'm talking to another woman on the phone, I can easily say, oh, I'm just talking to such and such. You know, we talking about blah, blah, blah. And she believes me. There is no there's no if, ands or buts about it. There's no. Oh, really? Are you sure? Ain't none of that. It's okay. It's okay. If I'm ever going to meet up with them, I can text my wife and say, hey, babe, such and such is in town. We're going to meet up. Boom, boom. Talk about whatever. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, cool. No questions asked. But that's earned. That's earned, y'all. You can't be out there cheating and slinging your thing around and then expect for your woman to believe you when you're trying to do right and you're dealing with other women. I've seen it in friends. I've seen it in other people. It's not that easy. You could say, oh, she's tripping this, that, and the third, but you got to understand where you've led her, what path you've led her down first, and now you want to wrap around and live righteous and be on the right path and expect her to be there with you without a struggle, without a fight. That's not that simple. It's not, and that's just human nature. Once somebody wrongs you and you really can't trust them, you're always going to side-eye them, even though if you feel like, yeah, you know what, you know, you've been doing good, you know, she's been doing good or whatever. And I kind of believe them, but there's gonna be that there's gonna be that doubt back there. There's gonna be a thought like, mm, I don't know, maybe it's possible. My my situation, I don't have that, and that goes both ways. Never, I would never question it. She would never yeah. question it. And then you get some people like, well, yeah, you stupid because that's how you get. No, it's it's all about 
Faith is all about God. It's all about that connection. It's all about your values, your morals, your core values, your foundation, all of that. But you have to build that up. That doesn't happen overnight. I'm not saying we don't argue. I'm not saying, well, I don't argue. We don't argue. And that's, you don't. I, I, you don't argue with anyone, probably, huh? I don't argue, man. I, I, little few words. I'll say my piece, but I ain't going back and forth. And I'll try to compromise and I'll try to hear you out and I'll try to understand, but I'm not going back and forth. And there's some nights, yeah, I do go to bed angry, even though I say I try not to. It happens because it's just like, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Let's just let, you know, whatever. And then we'll address it. Sometimes I'm guilty of not even addressing it anymore. I just let it go. Because like I've gotten to a, I've gotten to a point in my life too. I've gotten to an age where I just let things roll off me. But I know with women, they want to discuss it. They want to talk about it, right? So that could be an issue, you know? And like I said, that's something I got to deal with within myself. And everybody's relationship is a different dynamic, right? You yeah, just yeah. got you just got to move how you need to move within your, you know, your relationship. And, you know, it is what it is, but. Yeah, I agree. I agree with picking my battles. Um, and like, sometimes I'll say this and people get it. And sometimes I'll say it and people won't. And I'll just be like, you know what? Let's just agree to disagree. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like, let's just go ahead and leave it at that. But I don't know. I don't know, man. I Sometimes I, I have to really get my point across. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, hey, I, listen, I, listen, I, hold on. <laughs> like those women, you know, sometimes yeah. I just, listen, get your point across. Even though I don't agree with it, I just, all right. <laughs> yeah. It is. As long as you hear everything that I have to say about it, cool. Like. Right. Live, Gotta say everything. Live to fight another day. Hopefully, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But I, I'm just so serious about, like, I, I just really want to stress about building that foundation, building that trust factor, and keeping it there. Never let it waver, man. Whenever you, like, in, in um, as far as the trust factor, like, there's other things that can fall by the wayside. And yeah, she'll be, you know, she'll be mad about it, or I'll be kind of angry about it. Not even angry. I get irritated. I don't really get too angry. Never raise my voice type of thing. All right. But you can never let that trust factor waver. If there's ever a thought that you'd be like, okay, well, nah, she'd be cool with it. I'm going to let it go. Nah, check in. You know what I'm saying? Check in. And that's the thing, too. A lot of guys got that pride factor, man. It's like, man, I ain't going to let her run me. This and that and the third. No. Man, you got to, if you want to build it, you got to build it. Mm-hmm. You can't go to work and be like, yo, we got to build this skyscraper today, but I ain't laying no bricks. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Gonna do it. <laughs> if you're going to build it, then build it. Like, you got to yeah. keep it strong. You can't slack when it comes to that trust and just building that foundation. You can't let it slack, man. Because the moment you do is the moment you're going to let that creep in, that doubt creep in. You know what I'm saying? That, that yeah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, and that's the worst thing for a relationship. That's the worst. You never want your woman to second guess what you're saying to her is truth. Yeah. It's real. You know what I'm saying? Like, like when I was doing music, I used to do a radio show at two in the morning and then I would go out and I would do shows and I wouldn't come in till four in the morning. All I would ever get was a text like, hey, babe, you cool? Yeah, I'm good. I'm still here or I'm on my way or boom, boom, boom. OK, cool. Go right back to sleep. Tell me how many dudes in America, in the world right now are dealing with issues of where the hell are you at? It's four in the morning. It's three in the morning. When you come at home, and and that is kryptonite for a creative. Cause what if you're in the studio trying to create and you got this woman texting you, you in a full blown argument on text or by phone and you trying to create something, guess what? That's done. That song is done. You could have created a Grammy award winning song and it's done. Cause your mind is elsewhere. The energy has changed. The vibe has changed. Right, right. I agree. You know, I feel that, you know, if that person knows that, okay, Eric is doing this radio station from 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. That's what's going on. But at at 4.15, at 4.30, if I have questions, you know, like that's, I think that's where my like, where are you kicks in. Yeah, rightfully so. But that's that's the part that you have to play. That's what I'm saying. You cannot drop the ball if you're at Excuse my language. If you get off at four in the morning, why would you not? Why would you not text your woman or your man and be like, "Hey, just got out of here. Boom, headed your way." Do your part. If you because get being like, 
I feel like women or anybody really has a body clock. If I know that you're off at four, I feel like sometimes I'll naturally wake up at like four or five. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah, that's, that's for sure. For sure. But then it's all about too, like, okay, if you trust him, right? If you trust him and he hasn't texted or anything by 415, your text is probably going to go like this. Hey, babe, just checking in. Haven't heard from you. You good? He'd be like, yeah, I'm good. Sorry. It was on the phone with my brother or whatever. I'm headed your way. you like, okay, cool. Just checking on you. Now, if you don't trust him, how's that text going to go? Like, I know you saw my phone call. Exactly. Before I, before I text, exactly. I'm a call Exactly. So it's yeah. the foundation you build. It all wraps right, right, right back around to that foundation. That's it. Yeah. It's so simple, man. I'm telling you, this marriage thing is not hard. It's hard, but it's not hard to get it right. You're gonna, you're gonna have your, you know, you're gonna have your trials and tribulations because it's growth. It's growing pains. We all grow. I change, she changed, we got to learn each other all over again every year, you know what I mean, type of things. But it's the foundation. If you have that foundation that you stand on, ain't nothing going to rock it, ain't nothing going to shake it, There's nothing. it's not going to crumble. And that, and that part is easy. It's just about thoughtfulness and just playing your part. And what are you in it for? Some people get married for the wrong reasons and it's not right in the first place. Yeah. So if you start it wrong, it's going to end wrong. So you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think too, like, I don't, I don't feel like I've ever been one to have trust issues. I always say this about anyone. I trust you up until you show me that I, 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 I can't trust you. You yeah. know, sometimes that works to my benefit and sometimes it, it doesn't, you know, because yeah. I literally or legitimately will trust whoever's in front of me. Yeah. I don't, ha- I, I don't like to start relationships just not being like, Oh, I don't trust you. You know, right, right, so yeah. I think that, while that might not be an issue for, might not have been an issue for me. My question to you is like, here I am interviewing the interviewer. My question is like, you know, really about difficult conversations because I do feel like maybe um, in my marriage that was really a challenge for me and probably for him too, having difficult conversations. So with with fourteen years in, mm-hmm. you know, maybe like, <laughs> how do you give me some advice here? <laughs> uh you know, it's it's. Um... You know, that's a, that's a hard question, though, because for me, a difficult conversation is easy because I'm the type of person where my conscience will eat me up if there's something on my mind and I feel like I can't talk to my woman about it. I'm going to talk about it because I'm just blunt and blatant anyway. So, you know, I get in trouble with her on that, too, because she'd be like, babe, you're rude. Babe, because I speak my mind. I have no tolerance for bull. I have no patience, right? So that goes across the board. So if I have a a, um, a difficult um, conversation I need to have, I'm going to have it. And it may be awkward and I may get cursed the hell out. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? But I'm going to have it. Now, for someone who is in a toxic relationship and you already know how they're going to respond. And even so, if it's a good relationship, you still might know how they're going to respond because they might be self-conscious about some things you want to talk about weight stuff like that i'm just throwing things out there you know what i mean women get you know whatever um we tiptoe around those conversations but (laughs) Uh, yeah for sure we do so but if it's a toxic relationship and you know that they're just gonna blow the top man man i think um you gotta get creative you really do you gotta get creative and just kind of like wrap around to the question Mm -hmm. uh whatever the situation may be and, and it may not end well, but just how you are saying that you run towards the fear, you got to run towards that because yeah. how are you going to make it work? Because guess what? That is the telltale right there anyway. If you can't have those conversations, if that person just will not have them conversations, you know what? It's probably not going to work because who other, who, who better than to, t- who better than the spouse to be able to tell the other one? what they see in them or the issues that they have with them or whatever it is. If I can't tell you, what the hell are we doing? I lay down with you every night. You know what I'm saying? If I can't say it to you, what are we really doing? So I, and, and I know you may feel some type of way, but at least respect what I'm saying to you. And you got to say it. You got to choose your words too. You can't be like, man, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like type of stuff like that, you know, yeah. choose your words. Um, be compassionate, be thoughtful, 
just have the other person's just have them in mind man i mean at the end of the day have their best interest at heart let it come from a good place speak from the heart pray on it you know what i'm saying if you if you're trying to, if you're tiptoeing around a situation and you don't really know how to approach it hey pray on it man god will reveal it that's the number one thing right there like i said everybody don't believe in god everybody's not spiritual especially in this millennials area era a lot of people are not in the church a lot of people are just me 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 it's on me you know they'll say thank god believe in god but it ain't really there um but you gotta have something man you gotta stand on something there's there's definitely a higher power whether you call it god or whatever we we're not here by chance man and i don't think it was just some combustion and we popped up running around you know what i'm saying like so first and foremost put god in there if you are spiritual or religious put god in there pray on it man pray on it y'all come together pray together if that person's not a praying person pray for them they ain't gotta pray just pray with them you know what i'm saying Whatever it may be, I just think putting God in the equation, giving you strength, asking for strength, asking for guidance, asking for that clarity. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that too that I'm I'm learning as I'm getting a little bit older. Trusting God more, um, talking to God more. Um, I so in the past, even like maybe a few years ago, I've gone weeks without praying. You know? Oh, and you can't do that. I, I know. I know now. Yeah, you, know, you can't do that. Just at a point in my life that just wasn't really important to me. Yeah. Um, I didn't really see the value in it. So, uh, but that's something that I probably wouldn't, I would have been ashamed to admit a few years ago, but now yeah. I'm just like, man, I was tripping. You were you know? tripping because he, because so. he always sees the value in you. That's why you're still here. Mm-hmm. You know that's- what I'm saying? You still got work to do. Oh yeah, I believe If your work was done, you wouldn't be with us no more. So you, yeah. He sees the value in you. You got to give him that. You got to give him that, man. You got to give him that. I can't express it enough. Um, I talk to people, man, and it's like you can't you can't make somebody see it. You can't make somebody feel it. You can't make somebody believe it. All you can do is just, um, you know, speak that gospel to him, speak that word to him, speak that light to him, speak that energy to him, and hopefully it sticks. Hopefully it moves them in a way that they will make a change for the better. And somehow they'll, they'll come around to knowing who he is or what their purpose is. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all you can do. That's all you can hope for. That's all you can pray for. I mean, I've met so many people, man, that I've seen just going down a dark path. And I'm talking to him. I'm talking to him. I'm talking to him. I'm just shining that light on him, man. And, and I can just see it. It's not penetrating. You know, there's nothing you can do. Um, hopefully that they take one thing away. And it could change their life. And then maybe down the line before it's too late, they can, you know, I don't know. But I just think God, man, God and God in the equation is always going to sustain for 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 the time being. If it's the right thing, um, then it will sustain. But if it's not, it'll get you through. <laughs> you may learn some things. Hopefully you do learn some things. You become a better person like yourself. You know, you learn about yourself. You grew up. You're a better person. You got a vision. You're doing your podcast. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to help people. And that's really what it's about. Being selfless. Mm-hmm. Helping it others. Is. Helping others through your through your testimony, through your struggles, through your journey. Hell, that's why I did this. That's why I did my show. I really? want to bring people on like you that can help other people. Help other single women who are just out of a, a relationship. It doesn't have to be a bad relationship. And just try, help them find their way. They need to tune into your podcast. Where can they listen to your podcast at? That's what we need to know. Yeah, so um, you guys can listen to my um, podcast wherever you, whatever is your your podcast um, of of preference. Um, Wherever you listen to it, Google, Apple, Spotify, um, you know, whatever, please subscribe and, um, you know, let let me know that that you're listening. And that's what lets me know that um, you want to to hear more um, of it. Confessions of a Single Dog Mom podcast. Go subscribe. Go give her some reviews. That's the main thing, especially yes. on uh, iTunes. You definitely need those reviews. Mm-hmm. Go give her some reviews. Y'all can check her out online as well. Hey, Shayna, Single Dog Mom Pod, right? Yep. All of Single that's dog down dog in the dog. description. Huh? 
You follow Luke too. Luke has an IG too. Yeah, you know, looking for his thing and I didn't see it. And then you oh, posted man. it. And I was like, oh, dang. Okay, I missed that. But I'll put him to it in the description. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. So listen, you're divorced now, but you, you want love. You want to get married. What do you feel? Self-analysis. What do you feel that you could do better in their next relationship to sustain it? Let's see here. What can I do better? Um, I suppose that um, maybe if there's one thing that I could have done differently last time was, um, I don't know, if I say being, yeah, being so selfish, just kind of, you know, things are not always about me. Yeah. Um, and like really when you're in a partnership, um, you kind of have to, um, something my ex would say to me is that he he felt like he spent too much time uh, making himself unhappy to make me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and wow. I, I would see that he did that, you know, and I don't think that I did that enough. Um, yeah. So if I found, and you know, and I want to be clear, like I'm not necessarily like on a, a hunt right now. Yeah, like, of you course. Know, like going with it but like if and when i do find that person um that i feel like i should do that for i think that i i need to be a little bit more selfless um not not necessarily making myself unhappy you know that might not be the best way to describe it but um no i get it because i'm living it (laughs) trust me (laughs) i'm living it i need to be a little bit more yeah less i need to be less selfish um in in some ways Um, i get it I'm, I'm an introvert. I like my time, whatever. Yeah. But, you, you know, you got to give, man. You got to give. So that's part of my struggle. Everybody got their struggles in their relationship. That's part of my struggle. I'm trying to do better. Man. <laughs> I'm, yeah. trying to, I'm trying to do better. That's all I'm going to say. I'm trying to do better. And I know it. At least I know it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Trying to do better. It's not easy, man. It's not easy, especially if you grew up your whole life and that's just the way you were. And you never had nobody to really hold you accountable for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so here, like you know, and I just I expect that from my my partner as well, and that's not okay. So yeah, that's that's what I would uh, change, you know, going forward. Yeah, and let me, let me say this on 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 the exit. Um, one thing about you know sustainability too is just being being supportive of your partner, dreams, goals. You don't have to lose yourself in it, but that's one thing about mine is that. Man, when I'm off my ball, off my grind, she's like, what the hell are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Most people will be like, oh, good, great. You're staying home. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. More time for me. She'd be like, okay, we. I, I appreciate the time, but what the hell are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, hold me accountable, and I love it. And she's not, I don't want to say she's not a creative, but she's not in the fields that I'm in. So that's good. That's a good balance for me. Cause I don't need somebody out there. I, I, that, that that ain't gonna work for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not gonna work you, for me. You have to like when you get home. You don't you don't want to you know. Yeah, you definitely. Yeah, especially entertainment. You don't want to bring that home. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, it's a good balance. Been supportive from day one. Uh, man, beyond like anything I've ever. Yeah, but yeah. There we go, man. That, that's my take on it. That's my take on sustainability. So we're over time. I thought we were gonna play a game. I was looking forward to some, to some trivia, but next uh, time it's okay. My bad. We, you know, okay. <laughs> this is a good combo. I, I, I'll, I'll allow it. You know, but <laughs> next time. Yeah, next time, definitely. Yeah, I, we'll, we'll throw some trivia up in there. Yeah, we, we got deep. We got deep. We got deep. So, but no, listen, I really appreciate you coming on. I really appreciate your uh, your transparency, your vulnerability, uh, just being strong and, you know, knowing where you came from and where you're going and what you're doing right now. You're doing some good things. So just keep the fight alive. Keep doing your thing, man. And just keep being a light for other people like you're doing with your podcast, for sure. That's, hey, I gotta, that's what my tattoo says. Be the light. Mm-hmm. Be the light. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Next time we're gonna shine some light on that trivia. Because <laughs> I'm a win. Like whatever the questions are, I'm a win. Trust me. Dang, you were waiting on it. I, 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 I yeah, man. Look. See everybody else get the trivia questions. <laughs> oh man. I, yeah, my bad. 
It's cool. It's cool. We, got, we got long-winded, girl. We had a good conversation, though. <laughs> we had a good conversation. But yeah, listen, everybody, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, really appreciate it. Really appreciate Shana for coming on the show. Uh, every Tuesday, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you know where I'm at. I'm kicking it with somebody. Never know who I might have. So y'all make sure you subscribe. Tune in. Go check Shana out on Instagram as well. Hey, Shana. That's C-H-A-E-N-A. You can see it down there in the lower third. Also, uh, she's on Twitter with the same tag. And check out Single Dog Mom Pod on Instagram. And what's his name? What's his what's, what's his tag? Hey, Lil Luke. Hey, Lil Luke. Check out Hey, Lil Luke. Everything will be in the description anyway. So y'all go show them some love, all right? Until next time, we appreciate y'all. Peace and love. We are out of here.